Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Rhetoric. Thank you so kind for being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today, even though I am still trying to get all the pieces put together. But you know what, folks? The show must go on and it must go on in a timely manner. But I had this video that I was preparing for you guys that I needed to make sure you see with the union, the UAW president, uh, the United Auto Workers president, Sean Fine. Uh, it's one that I think you're going to enjoy that you all need to see. But let's go ahead and get busy. Bridge MCP from upstate New York is in the house. So is Eric Hayes in the house. So is uh, let's see what else we got here. E2247 in the house. Eric Hayes from uh, uh, let's see. Actually, I, I, I started wrong again. Eric Hayes from Atascocita slash Kingwood. Lee Grant from Montgomery County. Bridge MCP for us, state New York. Uh, we also have. E2247 from all those fancy words that he uses. Uh, Lee Grant, uh, 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 I, I think I said that already, but that is uh, Montgomery County. AVQ, Brooklyn, New York. Melanie Keelan, Barcelona, Spain. Michael Rudnan, Brooklyn. I called that out already, and I'm scrolling up, scrolling up. Yvette Avery Herod from Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, guys, you guys were the first one in the house. Anyhow, folks, we're going to have a great show for you today. All right, let's see what where where do we start? You guys got a lot of stuff written already. Uh, Michael said, "Can someone remind me why do we have troops in Jordan? Uh, we have troops in several hundred bases around the world. Uh, it's just a matter of keeping our footprints to spy, to have a quick shot at anything to protect our oil and to make sure that other folks don't get into the Middle East, Senor." Uh, BBC, there are about 3,000 U.S. troops based in Jordan, a key U.S. ally, and 2,500 in Iraq. There are at the invitation of the Iraqi government as part of the U.S.-led coalition to prevent a resurgence of the jihadist Islamic State group, which will have a present. No, that's not at VHS. Look, 2,500 U.S. soldiers when the Iraqi army have several hundred thousand. And if there is an insurgent, they can take care of itself. No, that is for us to have a presence eyeball and let folks know our eyes are on you. It's just getting into other people's business as we do very well. Like we think we are the police of the world. We will control everything. So we have hundreds of bases, my friend. It's not Iraq and Jordan. It's in just about the, our footprint is everywhere. There was a time we had 14 bases in Panama, that little strip of land called Panama, the canal zone. 14 bases. Wouldn't surprise me if there's still some that just not named, but bases out there. Wouldn't surprise me. We are all over the place. That's your dollar. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Bridge MCP says, Michael, what are U.S. forces doing in Jordan? There are multiple reasons for U.S. deploying troops to Jordan, which borders Syria and Iraq. But one of the main reasons U.S. forces are in the Middle East is to help the Jordanian Defense Force Network repel the Islamic State. There are 350 U.S. Army and Air Force personnel deployed to bases conducting number of support functions, according to the U.S. Central Command. However, there are approximately 3,000 troops stationed in Jordan total. There is 2,500 in Iraq who are at the invitation of the government to help defend against ISIS and 900 in Syria. Well, we are not in Syria by the invitation of uh, 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 Hafez al-Assad. You know, he doesn't particularly like us. 
He's more in, uh, aligned with Russia. So we are not in Syria by invitation. Uh, there are still members of ISIS believed to be in Iraq. The U.S. has also largely used Jordan as a base area for the Middle East, given its proximity to U.S. allies or adversaries in the region, including Israel, Iran, and Saudi Arabia. That's it. Lee Grant says, a group called Take Our Border Back on Monday launched a cross-country convoy starting in Virginia and scheduled to end Saturday with separate rallies in Eagle Pass along the Texas-Mexico border and in communities in Arizona and California that are considered hotspots for unlawful immigration. And all those business people that are going to make a lot of money arranging this event going to use all those right-wing people as suckers. They're going to say, we are going to make some money off of these suckers. We are going to use xenophobia. We will use xenophobia to pocket, to fill, to fill us up with your money. That's what it's all about, people. You guys are cash cows. You barely have a pot to you know what, do what in. But you're there to give them the money. Why don't you send some to politics done right? Who's giving you the truth? Come on, guys. Don't you see the scam? Don't you just see the scam? Don't you see the grift? It's not hard to see. Rile them up about something. Get the caravan going. And along the way, we make a lot of money as they are coming here to fight against all those illegals coming over the border. Get those illegals out. I want you to see one of the interviews that, that, that Sean Fain from the UAW gave. And he was so circumspect in the way he talks about the border issue. And I wish more Democrats will just do that. Call these, call these zealots out. Call these xenophobes out. And you know, unfortunately, these xenophobes are just fearful from what the, z the real xenophobes are putting onto them. Because the real xenophobes are the folks that are profiting off of all you guys that believe, oh my God, Taylor Swift, there's a, there, there, Taylor Swift, there's a conspiracy that makes her an agent of the government to, to get into the Super Bowl. Oh my God. You have to wonder often how real this crap is. All right, let's continue. Uh, Michael Rowan said, Eric, the message is that people are pissed off about what some politicians have done recently. I had wager many people have been activated over Republican attacks on women abortions, as well as our foreign policy. Look, I tell you what, I was starting to be concerned about the election in, this, in November. I'm starting to start, I'm starting to think landslide. I don't care what the polls say right now, but I am starting to think landslide. You remember the last time they tried this stuff with the immigration thing, how it sort of fizzled out because people realized what it was really all about? I see this happening. I see it happening. I want them to continue because the election is not going to be on immigration. The election is going to be on women's issues and personal economies. That's what the election is, not on immigration. That's the that's the that's what they would like it to be on. They would love for it to be on immigration, but it won't. OK, ultimately, when people go to the ballot box, it won't be immigration. Uh, let's see what else uh, we got here. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. 
Paul Fleming says a would-be strongman says he's immune from the legal system. Ejin Carroll civil case challenged that assertion. And she won. And she won. All right. Paul Fleming is in the house from Atlanta, Georgia. How you doing, brother Paul? Uh, let's see what else we got here. Paul says, Katie, Representative Katie Parker said in 2023, special interest led by Big Pharma spent a record $4.2 billion lobbying Congress. Corporate influence in Washington is no joke. My Congress at Worked Act would put Congress members disclose who they meet with so Californians know if our representatives are working for us. Mike Cisak says, Paul Fleming, you keep making the wrong assertions. Actually, no, Mr. Cisak. Paul Fleming is actually correct. Daniel Edo says, caravan of illegal aliens, that's fine. Caravans of Americans, that's bad. Well, it all depends on the caravan. There is a caravan uh, under Andrew Jackson called the Trail of Tears. Let's not forget that caravan. We have a history in this country of not following treaties. We have a history in this country of doing all these things. Ah, but you forget, Mr. Ledo. Get your morality correct. Uh, Grant says 736, known as a suspected terrorist apprehended in U.S. border in fiscal 2023. So what? How many came in via the airlines? Ah, uh, wonder, right? Michael Rodney says, here's the thing about borders. Immigrants will come to the United States to work in our farms and kitchens and other low-wage hard work jobs that our people don't want. If the borders are open, they'll go back home after their work is done. If the borders are closed, they'll remain here because they won't know if they can cut back again to work. And the silly thing about it is this. Remember what we say. A lot of people come here because our people, our American brothers and sisters, hire them. They want the labor. They want it. All right. So if you want to know who's breaking the law, let's come to my town, Kingwood, Texas. I want you to go into every one of these people's homes who have hired, quote unquote, hired somebody to come and clean their home, clean their yards, clean their pools, etc., etc., etc. Ask them if they filled out either a 1099 or a, or, or a 104 for their for their um, uh, uh, SS4 for their for the people who did work for them. The answer is no, which means then they are breaking the law. They are illegal hirers. They are illegal employers. So if you really want to call the people who are coming over the border illegals, then the people in Kingwood and throughout this country that hire these people to do their lawns, etc., they are themselves illegals. They are committing a crime. But you know, we don't look at things that way, do we? We don't like to see the truth. We are always ready to, to take all this other stuff, you know? So that is what we're talking about. That is what we're talking about. A lot of the times you see those people, they, they don't. Anyway, we'll continue. Uh, Paul Fleming says, you regularly, you regularly remind that if not for Trump and Bush tax cuts, Federal revenues would keep pace with federal spending indefinitely. Instead, these tax cuts have added $10 trillion to the debt. The so-called party fiscal responsibility is full of it. They have never been responsible or fiscally or otherwise. Never have been responsible fiscal or otherwise. Okay. 
Let's see what else we got here. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's see what else we got here. Lee Grant says, history is complex. Natives bought their black slaves with them on the Trail of Tears. Well, you know what's interesting? Uh, you, can, you can try to put that into uh, some sort of a context, right? But that isn't quite the case because if they went to court to get anything, it would not have computed. Anyway, let me get what our sister wants on the screen. Let me get that on the screen for her. Uh, vamos a ver. Está ahí ahora. Uh, let's get to that screen. Oh, I have I have the wrong thing. Oh, I got to rearrange my screens. You know, I, I had all kind of, you know, like I said, I was in a hurry getting here. So I got to rearrange the screen. Let me move the chat into this screen here. Come on, chat. Get hold your position. Let me put Bridges stuff here before I get it on the screen. And let me go ahead and put the Daily Coast stuff that I'm putting together here. Lo tengo perfectamente ahora. Okay, and now that we're blinking, I'm going to give you a non-blinking screen and then take it off. Here we go. All right. Live your life in such a way that merely existing terrifies weak men. Oh, that is such a great statement. These people are so terrified. I don't know of what. But they have, they're listening to people who make them scared about anything. The aliens are coming to attack you. The illegals are coming to attack you. This is, oh my God, it must be difficult living under such fear, such manufactured fear. I love Taylor Swift. You know, self-made woman. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Let's continue, my friends. Let's continue. All right. We continue. Let's see. Yvette Avery Harris says, Union, yes, management should organize. Their jobs aren't protected. True. And you would know that, my dear. You actually know that. But you know what? Uh, let's see. I am going to. Biden versus Trump. Biden wins. MAGA are the only ones who still like Trump. Right-leaning independents and center-right conservatives uh, remember January 6th and don't like that Trump has said and done. Trump also has a high chance of going to prison over the night of one charges before uh, general starts. Republicans can win elections with MAGAs alone, but can't. Uh, Biden versus Haley. Uh, Biden wins. MAGA won't vote for Haley. And Republicans can't win without the MAGA T vote. You might notice the pattern. Republicans who back Trump can't win with independence. Republicans uh, who are never Trump can't win with the alt-right vote. Egberto, you're expecting a blue tsunami in 2024? Yeah, me as well. So long as Democrats can give people a reason to vote, Democrats need to continue pushing economic and environmental messages as well as focusing on popular wedge issues. So mark my word. And I, I will come here and say, oh, you guys got me. But it's a landslide coming. And it's not only in the uh, federal election. It's not only in the presidency. It's not, only in the, it's not only in the Senate. It's not only in the House. The slaughter will occur in the local legislatures as well. I am telling you, I, have, you know, I, I, I woke up a few days ago and I'm like, wait a minute. What am I not seeing? Americans are not stupid. 
you know, uh, 2020, 2022, 2023, these polls have not been corroborating the general because they have been given more voice and weight to a dying sect. There will be a blue landslide. I repeat, there will be a blue landslide. Uh, let's see what it's ever. Eric, Yvette uh, uh, Avery said, I was fired the first day after the new year and back by that Thursday with back pay. They are coming after us for various reasons. Most of it won't stick. I hear. Oh, wait, Yvette. Are you talking about recently? Yvette, uh, call in. I want to hear that story, Yvette. Yvette, call. I mean, I want to hear that story, girl, uh, about being fired uh, recently with the new and, and having the protection of the union. Please, please, please call in. I want to hear your story. I really want to hear your story if you're still here and you can call. Please call 28. Let me put it in the chat. 281 281 823 7747. I want your story if you can give it, that is. I don't know if, if there are implications, but if you can call in 281 823 7747, I just placed it in the chat. I want all of us to hear that story if you are if you have the ability to do so okay great good afternoon if Yvette avery herod our our what what do i call you our union specialist union organizer union activist pleasure having you on the phone today my friend all right how are you doing thank you for asking me to call in i can't complain how about yourself I can't complain either, especially since I really see the revival of the union movement. Now, your union had a win. You wanted a, you wanted them to hold out for more. They didn't. But still, I think uh, you will get some benefits from uh, the UAW, the union uh, with the UPS contract. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. OK, so I, I just saw your notice there that you said. They fired you one day, and a few days after, they had to hire you back. What happened? Yeah, so I've been having um, issues with the division manager who just really does not like the union, and I guess me in particular, uh, because I enforced the contract. So uh, my local bought all the union stewards' vests, which are just, you know, visibility vests, safety vests to wear. And they have the union logo and our local printed on them. And he didn't want me to wear the wear that vest on the clock. He said, I can't wear it while I'm clocked in. Uh, so because I wouldn't take it off right then. And I said that I'll take it off like I always do right before I leave the building in my truck to go deliver. He mm -hmm. decided to terminate me uh, the Tuesday we came back after New Year's. So, uh very petty, very, um, didn't count for anything. Never should have been done. But, you know, the company is doing a lot of these uh, frivolous terminations just to, you know, intimidate and harass our members. And so I think he thought that would, you know, help his cause, but it actually really didn't. <laughs> so let me see if I understand this right. Uh, now that you guys have won the case, some in management mm -hmm. now they want to sort of extract a piece of flesh from all of you leaders who were out there organizing the troops to make sure that you won. 
They are right. trying so, to I mean, get a piece of flesh. Well, right. Unfortunately, I mean, UPS has had uh, a culture of harassment for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of times they, they've gotten away with it and people didn't recognize how to fight it. And so that's one been one of my things that I've been trying to educate since I've been uh, the union steward at my current building is the education on how to deal with harassment. So I've been enforcing that. People have been, you know, paying attention and following it. Actually, we've seen movement within our management because of those uh, steps we've taken. So, you know, it's not very, you know, they don't like me that much because of that. But, you know, my people shouldn't have to come to work and suffer and feel harassed and intimidated. Uh, we just come to work to work, do our job, fair day's work for a fair day's pay and go home. But it's definitely been a, an additional challenge since the contract uh, was put in place. Well, look, I, I tell you what, like like usual, we are so proud of your perseverance and not ever letting them knock you down. So let me ask you the important question. After they fired you uh, and the, the few days that you were off, was it the union that came and said, uh-uh, you can't do that? Oh, well, of course. I mean, I notified my business agent immediately and, you know, we went into the process. They offered me my job back the exact same day, actually. but. Uh, they wanted to not give me back pay and have a suspension on my record, which I did not accept. So I turned down that offer. They gave another offer that I turned down, and they finally came back with um, back pay and no suspension on your record. So that's when I accepted and came on back to work Thursday. You know, congratulations. You know what is so amazing with this story? This, even though they know they were wrong, they wanted to have a little thing on your record. There's a suspension. So when there right. is another issue in the future, they will be able to say, hey, but mm-hmm. look, you see, back in 2024, she had a suspension. So this is a problem employee. Uh, you, uh, by right. standing your ground, Yvette, you did exactly what mm-hmm. the American worker needs to do with this corporate crap. And that is stand your ground Correct. and not allow them to take advantage of you. That's why we're so proud of you, sister. That's why we're so proud of you. Thank you so you've, much. You've, you've continued. You continue to do what uh, what's necessary. You're organized, the American worker. And as, as a member of the workers, you don't back down. You're a hero. Hero of the, not hero of the day. You're a hero. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much for the call, Yvette. Anytime, anytime. Thank you. Take care now, sis. All right. As you can see, folks, anybody who doubts, you sh- every worker should be in a union. Yvette's story says it all. Anyone who believes you should not be in a union, you s- listen to Yvette's story. Because that is what having a union do for you. If she was alone, anybody that's alone, if a manager doesn't like you for whatever reason it could be, terminated, bye-bye. No rights for the worker. No rights for the person who's actually doing the work. And that's what unionizations do. You know what? The Chamber of Commerce is there for all businesses. You know what? The union for all these other things are there for others. I am so happy that Yvette told us that story. Yvette, by the way, this one plays on KPFT 
tomorrow. Because what we want to do is we want people, all Americans, to see the value in being in a union. The value in having workers who can come together and win against a corporate class that simply are parasitic in general against their employees. They want all the spoils. All the spoils. You know, uh, oh, wow. Okay, you know what? I didn't see that notice about the 12K layoff. Hey, Yvette, uh, Bridge MCP wanted to hear about the 12,000 people that supposedly uh, uh, UPS is laying off. If you have anything to add to that story, feel free to call in again, because uh, I would love to hear it from you then from the newspaper as well. So if you have anything to add to that story about 12,000 UPS workers losing their job, I mean, uh, being laid off, I would love to hear that. But my hunch is that is just, isn't that the overflow from from the Christmas hiring that they did? I mean, okay, let's let's go to, let's go to Yvette. Yvette, you want to address the 12K uh, uh, people that are, are supposedly being laid off? Yes, yeah, so the 12,000 people is mostly management uh, and vendors, but of course, it's, like I said, they're trying to feel frivolous efforts to try to get rid of us at any cost. Uh, if they can get some terminations to stick, that'll help them out too as well for their bottom line and greed, of course. Um, but they've been targeting their management for a few months now, actually, telling some of them they have 30 days to find another job within the system or they no longer work for the company. So. They've been doing that all over the country uh, for a while, but now I guess they're finally really trying to put it out there uh, to let people know that management and vendors are the, the main focus. Well, let me let me uh, see if I understand this right. Management are not part of the union. Is that correct? Uh, is that correct? That's correct. Yes, that's correct. Uh, and management generally are high paid workers. Is that correct as well? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, they consider, you know, they're part-time supervisors and full-time supervisors. Some of our drivers and stuff like that may make even more than they do because we get raises based on our contract. Sometimes they'll get a raise, but this time they gave their part-time supervisors a raise and then they cut their hours. So in essence, they didn't get a raise. So right. they play with their numbers because they don't have a contract, of course, like we do. They can't do those type of things to us. So, yeah, they've been uh, coming after them for the past, you know, few months. Since the contract went into effect, it's, am- well. it's amazing. Maybe they learn a lesson from you all and and unionize themselves because right now the UPS exec people don't understand this. There are the executives, there's management, there are mm-hmm. shareholders, and there are workers. They are all stakeholders in different groupations. Now the interesting thing about it is the people without representation. Look at what happens. Thank you very much for calling back. Uh, 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 I, I mean, I I can't tell you how happy I am to get this info. Thank you so kindly. No problem. All right, Take care, Yvette. Bye-bye. Okay, I hope that clears it up. Uh, let's see. I want to show you. Uh, I want to show you the mindset. I want to show you what and and I hate to use it, but I must use it for the for the gravity of the situation because what we have learned to be is to be an enslaved people. Remember I said that slavery used to look like me. Slavery used to look like the color of your skin. But now slavery now looks like Michael Ledo. 
And let me let me uh, read what Ledo says here. Ledo says, uh, Egberta, unions overvalue labor that is easily and quickly replaced with little training. That overvaluation is harmful to the market. That is bobbly speak of how the master has trained the slave to think of the value of what he provides as a service to that corporation. Why don't Daniel Ledo look at the billions that the billions that let's say uh, Elon Musk makes and ask how did Elon Musk accumulate those billions of dollars if not of the excess labor of what Mr. Ledo is calling overvalued labor? So overvalued labor is taking away more of the profit margin from that person who is taking and working on your back to become a billionaire. Think about that. I want you to think about Daniel Ledo's thinking there. We look at, at UPS and these other companies. They pay a ton of money to shareholders who don't do any work. They sit at their pool and drink, sip their coffee. They don't do any work, but they're making their dividends. Okay, because they own stock in the company. They look at the executive making bonuses from laying off as many managers now as they can to increase their profit margins. Okay, let's continue. So they're doing all these things to make money from not doing any work. But Daniel Ledo thinks that the market will be, that, that the labor is overvalued because that labor unit is asking for more for its services so that less of it goes to those who do no work. If we're not, if we can't learn to remove the chains from our minds, the chains from our arms was, were tough. But the chains in the mind is worse. I want you to listen to uh, the president of the UAW president. I love this guy. I'm going to try to get this guy for an interview. Listen to what he has to say. The president of the UAW, Sean Fain, he appeared on Morning Joe this morning. And I could not have been happier with what he had to say. And of course, we should know by now, Donald Trump is about to explode because here is the guy that is courting a lot of the new Donald Trump voters, you know, the working, the white working class that Donald Trump thinks should be automatically his. Sean Fain, I would, I mean, I mean, he is speaking the language that those of us who are a part of our PDR Posse understands well. He's speaking the language of not only the working class, but the people who actually do all of the work from, from, the, uh, from the, the person sweeping the grounds to the person washing the dishes to the lawyers, the doctors. How do they get a fair break? And he gets, he understands the billionaire concept quite well. He understands that the, the Trumps of the world, that all of these billionaires, they are doing it all on the backs of the American people, not anything that they've earned. So it is time, yes, for the UAW to engage fully. 
to make sure that the worker is taken advantage of. He even called out Ronald Reagan since 40 for the last 43 years since Ronald Reagan, that the American worker, 90 percent, the bottom 90 percent, in other words, the vast majority of Americans, their their salaries have only increased 30 percent over that 43 years, 32 percent or so. When the the upper one percent, the work that the people who make the, the people who really command what's what's to be done and not necessarily do the work, their their increase over three hundred percent over that same forty three year period. I mean, it has to stop, and it's great that he comes out. And he provides this narrative that he's given. I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. I couldn't have said it any better. Joe Biden has a history of serving others and serving the working class and fighting for the working class, standing with the working class. Donald Trump has a history of serving himself and standing for the billionaire class. And that's contrary to everything that working class people stand for. Trump blasted a UAW, UAW President Sean Fain on his social media platform, accusing him of, quote, selling the automobile industry right into the big, powerful hands of China, adding, quote, get rid of this and vote for Donald J. Trump, I will bring the automobile industry back to our country. Yeah. Let's bring in Sean Fain right now. Uh, talk about what's at stake in this election for workers and, and talk about what's at stake for those people in your own union that are like, yeah, yeah, I, I know he, he supports billionaires and multinational corporations, but I just kind of like him. I'm going to vote for him. And honestly, what this all comes down to, you know, when we look at this election is, are we going to go continue to go forward? Are we going to go backwards? Trump's billionaire economy, you know, Trump's tax breaks that he put in place when he was president that benefited, you know, 85 percent of the benefit went to the top one percent, uh, you know, and never expired. Meanwhile, the, the the minuscule benefits that went to working class people it had an expiration date on it. Um, you know, that doesn't work for us. Uh, you know, we look at what he's done, the body of work, you know, throughout his presidency and, and then Joe Biden through his presidency. It's a real clear picture. Donald Trump did not stand with working class people uh, when he had the opportunity as president. Uh, we had the GM 40 day strike in 2000. 2019, Donald Trump was completely silent, never said a word. We had Lordstown Assembly Plant that was slated to close in 2019. Donald Trump told people, don't sell your houses. And he did nothing but blame the local union president, which was a complete joke. You know, Joe Biden... In 2023, we had the same situation. A plant in Belvedere, Illinois was slated to close. Joe Biden engaged us. We got involved. We worked together and we found a solution, not just to save a closing plant, but to add a second plant there and also save a dying community. Yeah. Um, you know, Joe Biden joined us on the picket line and stood with us. You know, Trump put in anti-union NLRB people, you know, on the board and killed organizing. All, all the positive momentum we have going right now in this country for working class people. I mean, 75 percent of Americans supported us in our contract fight because the principal we're fighting for wages, better benefits, health care, you know, retirement security, getting our time, getting our lives back. That's what matters to working class people. Donald Trump doesn't want any of that for working class people. And, he, you know, he used the term weapon of mass destruction. The only weapon of mass destruction we've faced in the last 40 years has been corporate greed, because that's what drives this. And that's Trump's no. world. Talk about what happened during the strike for those watching that didn't didn't follow it so closely. We had Joe Biden going on the picket line, first president in U.S. history to 
do that. What did Donald Trump do? Yeah. So, that, you know, again, it's it's a, it's a perfect contrast between the two candidates. I mean, you have for the first time in history, a sitting U.S. president joining working class people, joining the workers on the picket line, standing up with them. And you had Donald Trump, who claims he supports the workers, who calls one of his business owner buddies and uh, in a non-union factory. And he goes to this non-union factory and has a rally claiming that he's there for, you know, the union workers and the striking workers. It's it's what Trump does best. It's, it's a rope-a-dope. I want you to look over here while over here he's taking everything away. I mean, I, uh, you know, it's the divide and conquer tactic. And uh, that's, that's yeah. what's worked for the billionaire class and the corporate class forever. You know, they divide us over race. They divide us over gender. I mean, even I heard you guys talking earlier about border security, even border security. You know, when I, when I look at that issue, I see my grandparents. You know, the only difference when I see destitute people that are desperate trying to cross a border to find a better life in America that we used to be the beacon. You know, we welcome your sick, bring us your sick, your needy, bring us your poor. You know, I see my grandparents who were destitute coming out of a depression. They moved north from the south. They found jobs in the UAW and it changed their lives. They lived the American dream. That's that's what this is all about. We can't continue to let the billionaire class and the corporate class divide us over issues when, because that's how they win. Uh, and the issues that matter to us, that matter to all working class people is having security in their lives, having dignity, you know, when they're too old to work and too young to die. Now let's talk about the workers in your union a little bit. The push toward electric vehicles seems to be a little bit of a pullback on that at the moment. Some of the deficiencies in those a future that's gone electric. The Biden administration has gone big saying that's going to create more jobs. This is where we're headed. How do you see the present of the American auto worker and then the, the future a few years down the road? We embrace technology changes, uh, you know, that we always have. And the UAW has always stood, you know, for a clean environment. Um, you know, Walter Ruther famously said back in, in his time, you know, that what good's another dollar an hour in wages or another week's vacation if the if the place you go to, you know, take your vacation, you can't swim in a lake or you can't breathe the air. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it goes back to that. I mean, uh, we don't know where this is going to go. We've done, we've put provisions in place. We've worked again with the Biden administration, you know, Secretary of Labor, Julie Sue, to put provisions in place that no matter where this industry goes, whether it's electric, uh, whether it, it, internal combustible engine continues, whatever that is, that, that working class people will continue to benefit and, and will have better standards. We'll have our standards, not a race to the bottom, which is what Donald Trump drives. And, you know, we can't be afraid of change. And uh, so, you know, we've covered both ends of the spectrum and, and whatever technology comes down the road, we'll embrace that also. I mean, uh, wherever this market goes, uh, our workers are going to be okay. Sean, as we approach this election, and you've made this endorsement, what will labor do that now UAW and others have endorsed Biden to energize the laborers, the union members, to come out and vote? Because all of this is moot if your endorsement does not carry the weight of bringing out members and likewise other union leaders. Yeah, I mean, this, this endorsement and this election, it's about a hell of a lot more than just organized labor. But organized labor has to lead this fight, and we're going to lead it. You know, this is about humanity. Where do we want to go as a nation? I mean, do we want to continue on this 40 or 50 year downward spiral we've been on where, you know, this we have this massive income inequality, this income, this, this wealth gap? You know, I read the other day on an economic policy institute study where in 43 year period from 79, you know, right when Reagan took over in 80 till 2022, the top 0.1% wages increased 344%. The bottom 90% of us in America increased 32%, which if you if you factor 3% average inflation a year, we weren't even anywhere near keeping up with inflation while the billionaire class and the wealthy 
took all the all the profits. That's what this is all about. We have to focus on humanity. Uh, you know, there's a reason why Trump and them want to cut Social Security benefits, and they want you know they don't want you know Medicare for all, and they don't want health care for all because they want to concentrate all the wealth in their hands. They want to take everything and leave everybody else fending for themselves. That's not something that works for us. But Labor's going to lead this fight, and uh, we're in it. Uh, and and you know our members have to look at the reality. We have to look at facts. That's mm-hmm. why our contract campaign was so successful because we put the facts out there of the gross inequality between the companies and the workers. And it's the same situation in our politics. There's gross inequality with the few at the top and everyone else to bottom. We have to look at facts, not fiction, not not alternative facts or lies, as, as Trump likes to talk about. Real facts. Right. And the facts are very clear. Sean Fain nailed it. And he realizes it's not just about the UAW. It's not just about the unionized worker. It's about the entire fabric of our society. It's about Medicare or health care for all. It's about having a good social safety net. It is about having a clean environment and not even the scare tactic that many tactics that many would try with the EV electronic vehicles and uh, internal combustion engine. Hey, auto worker, be scared. Be very scared. Don't support that green stuff because you know that's your job. Well, Sean Fain puts that to rest. Sean Fain says, We accept technology. We also want a clean environment, as one of our leaders have said. Why make an extra dollar if you can't later on go out and swim in the lake or breathe the air? Wow. Sean Fain nailed every point. This is one of those interviews that we should make sure every single worker, not just a UAW worker, not just a unionized worker, every worker should listen to what this president of the UAW had to say. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us, please join. You know, it, it is funny. Uh, Daniel Delosa, he is speaking the language of global Marxism. I want to remind you guys of something. It's a, when I tell you about the chained mind, this is what I'm talking about. When the workers come out and say what they want, right? The things that they want to make an equitable society, somehow, I am not sure how you got into global Marxism, but it wouldn't it be global Marxism to make sure that all your products are made as cheaply as possible? Not global Marxism, but global worsism, where all your products are made at the cheapest slave labored port that you can find, maybe Vietnam, maybe Thailand, maybe the Philippines, and eventually it's made in all those places that when it comes back to the United States, the labor market in here is so crashed that you also have to depress your wages here. It's not the globalists or the people you defend, Senor Lado. 
The globalists are the people who are exporting your jobs. The globalists are the people who are going into taking the people's lands in Guatemala such that the people who own these farms, these standalone farms in Guatemala, now controlled by laws given to corporations, are coming to America. And then we say, why? Why are these people coming here? Let them come legally. Well, when we took their land, these big agribusiness, etc., you see, the problem is so few would pick up an international paper and read the things that are happening in these other lands, right? Anyway, Bridge MCP says, Egberto, Willis, please read if you can. Did you know that labor unions made the following 36 things possible? Well, I'm going to read 36 things. Well, because it's you, yes. Weekends off for work, all your breaks at work, including your lunch breaks, paid vacation, family and family leave act, sick leave, social security, minimum wage, civil rights act, title seven, which prohibits employer discrimination, eight hour work week, overtime pay, child labor law, occupational safety and health act, OSHA, the 40 hour work week, workers compensation, unemployment insurance, pensions, workplace safety standards and regulations, employer health care insurance, collective bargaining rights for employees, wrongful termination laws, a Discrimination and Employment Act of 1967, ADEA, Whistleblower Protection Laws, Employee Polygraph Protection Act, uh, which prohibits employers from using a lie detector uh, test on an employee, Veterans Employment and Training Services, Vets, Compensation Increases and Evaluation Raises, Sexual Harassment Laws, Americans with Disabilities Act, which prohibits discrimination against individuals with disabilities in all areas of public life, including jobs, schools, transportation, and all public and private places that are open to the general public. Holiday pay, employer dental, life and vision insurance, privacy rights, pregnancy and parental leave, military leave, the right to strike, public education for children, equal pay acts of 1963 and 2011, which require employers to pay men and women equally for the same work, laws, ending sweatshops in the United States. Damn it, Bridge. That was rough. All right. Michael Rodden says, what does slavery look like now? Our nation has 25% of the world's prison population as old school slavery turned into prison labor via the 13th Amendment and mass incarceration. There's also the matter that 60% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, earning below living wages and struggling to keep from going underwater into debt. Lastly, these mental slaves who are stuck in a this is how it is and can't see we can fix these problems with our society. We have a few of those last ones in the chat. Well, look, you see, all of that is mixed with a bit of other isms. OK, and they allow themselves to be to they allow their their prejudices to rule. And by the way, I, I saw you mention about. What Eric was talking about, Fanny Willis, uh, um, uh, Bridge MCP. Notice I ignored everything about Fanny Willis because anybody speaking about the issues with Fanny Willis are, are racist. That is a racist issue because Fanny Willis, uh, the, 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 if you if you go under the underpinnings of what's going on there, it is a racist issue. And that is the reason they brought it up, because they know they would have been able to drag out the racist on the Fannie Willis thing. Right. So I disregard it just not to have a discussion uh, that 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 identify the racists who would talk uh, or try to identify with that breach. That is the reason I don't talk about it 
at all, and I won't speak about it at all. Anyhow, continuing, continuing. Let's see. Uh, Paul Fleming says, surprisingly, absolutely no one. Uh, the, the At Kia World EV9 has surpassed 10,000 sales a month. It looks like they are taking advantage of being the only real global three-row EV SUV in this price bracket and just scooping up Conquest sales. Awesome. I wouldn't be surprised if that grew to 25000 a month when the U.S. line opens. It's very difficult to overstate just how this single model is going to change the market. A three-row EV SUV with the best in class charging and great range. You know, um, I would love I would love to get me a, an electric car, but I can't afford one right now. But uh, eventually, I will. You know, the next car that I buy, I hope, will be an inexpensive electric car. Uh, uh, whenever you know our next car conks out, whatever. But um, it, it is interesting. Activism don't pay before uh, software engineering. It would be easy to get that, but activism doesn't pay. So I have to watch my dollars. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Mike Cisak, if you actually want to stop immigration, this is from Mark and Rudin. Prosecute all businesses that hire undocumented immigrants. If you remove the demand that by the same hard crackdowns that you do the border, but at the corporate level, you'll find a fix. You know, this also proves that supply side stuff never works right get rid of the demand because again if you want a lot of bread demand bread you get the bread america has a drug problem but we don't want to fix what our problem is we want to blame somebody else we killed ten thousand panamanians or so because america had a drug problem right and manuel antonio noriega they use this as, a, as an excuse to come and pick him up and in the process, shoot down and kill a lot of people. We are a irresponsible people who want to blame our addictions on somebody else. We are the addicted ones. We are the ones who want to put those poisons into our veins. It's not something that somebody say, I'm going to stick you with it. You decide to put that poison in your brain. But we want to blame other countries. Come on now. Grow up. Let grow up. Yvette Avery Harris says, let's compare that that the uh, that to the CEOs of the companies uh that his members work for. You can't even compare. I imagine I missed a part of that conversation, but I if it if it's out of our union activists, it is right. All right. Uh let's see what else we got here. Uh I'm gonna have to read that one later on. Uh let's see, let's see, let's see. Lee Grant says, What about Corey Bush? Is that racist too? What about Corey Bush? That right wing has really gone after her because she is paid for security and that her husband is a part of the security team that she's paying. Oh, I, look, I think it's a great thing. Let them go after Cori Bush, because when she comes out of this, you know, people are going to get to, you know, I mean, look, remember, she's been investigated several times already. What can I say? Tom C. So now MAGA fanatics hate the KC Chiefs because Taylor Swift and Travis K support Biden and the Dems. Will Trumpers join Nancy Pelosi in San Francisco over a Bud Light to root for the 49ers in the Super? <laughs> Good one, Tom C. Good one, Tom C. All right, let's see. Eric Hayes says, here we go. Blame people for drugs, not the thugs. That Of course, it's the people's. Who's, who else is to be blamed for the drugs, Hayes? Personal responsibility. Isn't that something that you all used to teach as in uh, as in Republicans? Personal responsibility. 
It's not the fault of the thugs that they're putting stuff in their veins. It's the thought. It's a fault of source of security. I saw that uh, bridge saying fain. It's it. I, I but it's it, you know it's same same phonetically. Uh, Sinn Fein, but it's I said Sean Fein or Sinn Fein. Okay, I got you. I got you. Means Gaelic. We ourselves. Weird about the union leader's name, Sean Fein. I know. When I heard it at first, I thought we we're talking about the Irish guy coming over. You know. Anyway, anyway. So I repeat, Mister Hayes. Come on now. Let's be clear. Uh, let's be clear. Let's be clear. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to that one thereafter. We're coming close to the end, and I have a uh, Texas Alliance meeting right after this program. Uh, let's see, let's see. Eric says, Egberto is on the side of cartels where 100K die per year. Eric, that shows, that just shows your mentality right there. That shows your mentality. I said, personal responsibility we shouldn't be if if there's no demand for the drugs there would be no drugs to demand the people must take personal responsibility for what they put in their veins for what they put in their bellies okay that is what you all used to stand for personal responsibility to claim that that means i i stand with the cartel that shows limited thinking my brother, love you, but that shows limited thinking. And in fact, it doesn't speak well about the way you process data, sir. Love you, but that's just the truth. All right. Um, anyhow, let's see what else we got here. We're, we're coming close to the end. Lee Grant says, a true Irishman would never spell Sean that way. <laughs> that is funny, brother Grant. Brother Grant, that is funny as hell. All right, let's see what else we got. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see what else we got. Let's see what else we got. Okay, I think I've gone through all. I have another video, but I don't have the time to play the six minutes long. But what I'm, I needed to shave it down a little better anyway. So um, I will do that, and we will play that video about the Trump uh, that the Trump supporters that Raditz interviewed. I want you all to see that one but anyhow we got to get out of here so before we get out of here i want to ask all of you to become supporters of the program if you can uh and how do you do that it's not difficult at all to support the program please 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 let me get the screen over here because it's going all over the place it's going all over the place it's going all over the place all right to support the program let me cancel out of here please go to politicsdoneright.com slash support politicsdoneright.com slash support and here is the link politicsdoneright.com slash support and that has all the different options to support the program alternatively you can also or as well you can support our substack newsletter our substack newsletter is at politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter it is free so please subscribe whether you pay for it or not. But I tell you what, anybody who pays for it, get to access our all our books. All five books that I've written and the other books, that the subsequent books that I write will be there. So please go ahead and go to politicsandwrite.com slash newsletter uh, to subscribe to our newsletter. And by the way, we have a catch-all link now. It's at 
uh, politicsdoneright.com slash info. Uh, I'd like you to go to politicsdoneright.com slash info. That takes you to all the different things that we do. Politicsdoneright.com slash info. Let me make sure it's working, uh, that I spelled it correctly. There you go. Politicsdoneright.com slash info. So please feel free to go out there and visit us. Anyway, people, my dear brothers and sisters, I got to get out of here. Uh, to my To my favorite conservatives, to my favorite liberals, to my favorite progressives, Please keep coming because that is how we make change. And some of you may think that I give a hard time when I, when I get some harsh words, like our, our minds are enslaved. It's not something that I haven't ever told myself as well, because I had to unleash the, the chains from my mind as well as I once believed in this economic system as presented today. Okay, I no longer do. I no longer do. And I know there's a better way. And that is what we have to fight for. A way that protects us all. A way that makes us all a party to the riches of this country that we are currently denied because of the parasites that rule at the top. And I, 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 I am, I'm graphic with that word. They are parasites. And you listen to them in the boardroom. They believe they are entitled to your excess labor. David, if you listen to how they make you think, when Eric said, or rather, when Ledo said that the, the unions overprice workers, I want you to understand what he's saying. Did he ever say that the billions that Musk, Gates, and all these guys have is the it's your labor not realized it's your labor not paid to you there's a better way there is a better way we cannot i mean these people are invested from the media to otherwise that they own to keep your mind fried to keep your mind in chains they are invested in doing that and they do a good job. They do a good job. Some of the people in our room points that out. But we have to be smarter. Thank you so kindly for being here every day. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Oh! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.